0: The big question I have, have you baited yet? I have not yet. I'm very
1: <laughs> close to doing so okay. on my personal iPhone SE. Okay. I would be a lot less close if I only had one phone. But having the iPhone 8 from work and the iPhone SE personally, yeah, it, it just feels like a lot less of a hit. I mean, if there's an app that won't run on the beta, I'm not just totally SOL.
0: What's interesting about this though, is that you're basically saying that your SE, the love of your life, isn't really your primary phone because you would never put a developer's beta on your primary phone.
1: Well, I I don't, It is, I mean, it is my primary phone, but Mm -hmm. Uh, just
0: by beta standards, doesn't
1: seem that way. Just barely. I mean, I go back and forth between them all the time. And really, like my phone, whichever one I'm using, it just, and battery statistics will bear this out. And then screen time statistics soon will bear this out even more. I did find out, speaking of screen time and follow-up, that every device hooked up to your apple id or you know verified with your apple id you'll be able to look at the usage of it on every one of your devices so off of my phone i'll be able to look at my wife's phone and all my kids ipads oh gosh and so it'll it'll all be it'll all be there accessible from any one of your devices you can look at will
0: you be able to break it down like Yes. Okay. So it's not just like cumulative yes, you stats. Select, you
1: can select, select one. Okay. And and look at each, look at each one.
0: I think, I think that'll be nice. Yeah, that's interesting because I guess it's whatever you're using as your primary iCloud account, right? Because like me and Brittany, she has an iCloud account, but we share my iCloud account for purchases for iTunes Store stuff. So I would, I probably wouldn't be able to see hers because
1: of how right. It's I think setup.
0: it's just whatever you're using to sync iCloud
1: data with, so that'll be nice. But anyways, look we'll at screen time statistics, and screen time statistics will bear out that my phones run Overcast audio into my ears with AirPods. Is what their main function is. True. So it doesn't really. I so I I tend to use the se while I'm working because then I can use my watch, which is hooked up to my se, to skip ads. And that's the main reason that I do that.
0: Yeah. You handed me your SE earlier to show me a a tweet and (laughs) it's so crazy how small that phone is in your hand. Like I, you know, it's been what the iPhone five since I've had a, a four inch phone. So you forget, you forget what that feels like.
1: It's a great feeling.
0: Yeah. I couldn't remember how to, what's that feature you can do where you can like is like reachability or what do they call that? There's no reachability. Well, I know there's yeah. not on the SE, but I was I needed it yesterday and I couldn't remember how to how to activate it on your 10.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, if you have it turned on, then you just swipe down on the home indicator.
0: Okay, I thought I had it turned on and I was trying to do that, but it wasn't working. You got so. you
1: got to swipe it down in the right way. And it's yeah, a little well, little it's
0: tricky. tricky there. Yeah, especially if you only do it every once in a while.
1: If you do it often enough. Like as I was sitting in the Apple Store doing it, I mean, I could get pretty good at it. You've been
0: practicing <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> uh, other follow up: We've gone public, so this is not just a thing that we're doing anymore. It's 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 out there. People have actually listened to it, and when I say people, I mean a small group of people, not a large uh, not a large group of people, but more than uh, I think we would have expected. So gotta start I've been, We've been getting feedback. Um, which has been nice. Some of it has not been so nice. But uh to be fair, um we did know about the other or sh- well, I didn't. You knew about the other show. I didn't know about it until soon after. Oh, after we had come over the name because yes, you and Google I didn't it. know about it. Well, you know. And I, I didn't I didn't even think about Googling for it. There's so afterwards. many There's what, thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there. Like you're not going to come up with a unique name anymore. Well, and it really,
1: it really reveals that podcasting is getting to the maturation point of Things are going to have the same name and not be the same thing. I mean, movies right. obviously do that. There are yeah. tons of movies called X, Y, or Z. There are tons of, I mean, there's songs, obviously, that are called exactly the same thing.
0: Albums that are called exactly the same thing. Bands will have the same yeah. name. So Song names. Yeah. And from what I understand uh, from this person's tweet, <laughs> they tweeted it as you can go find it yourself if you want to see it. Our shows are very different, apparently, <laughs> based on that tweet. So, um, yeah. So I, I guess I kind of apologize, but not really because no, I, yeah, I, I, I also think it's. I mean, it's
1: it's easy to just tell apart a podcast with three hundred episodes versus a podcast right. with three with, with
0: three episodes. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, this is episode three, but the numbering kind of throws me off because it's really the fourth episode we've recorded because we did have an episode zero. So, um, but yeah, we're we're public. It's been it's been fun to share it with people and for people to like, I, just yesterday I was walking through the office and um talking to someone in a different uh, area, you know, different department. And they were like, I'm learning so much about my phone. I didn't even know I could do these things. And i was like, okay. And they're like, cause I've been listening to your podcast. And i was like, well, awesome. That's kind of, that's great. But also weird. Cause that, this was never meant to be really consumed. You know, this is just all the things that we want to talk about that we can't talk about anymore because we're not in the same office. Hey, I'm all for it. The more the merrier. So others save it for the show show with almost 300 episodes. We're small potatoes. You got no competition here. Hey, and uh, congrats on getting close to 300. Um, Yeah, so. We talked. Gosh, it feels like we got off on our cycle last week. So. Which, by the way, I, th- I feel like you want to start recording much earlier than I'm capable of recording most times when we record. Last week, I was all ready to go, man. I got those kids down fast, and I was ready to get here, and then we just c- we couldn't make it work, and I got sad. And that's when I knew that, hey, this is something fun that we're doing, because I like felt kind of bummed about it. Luckily, not much has changed in a week, and we can still have the same show we were gonna have then. But For sure. there have been a few things uh, that I want to talk about this week before we get into our uh, topic of the show. But um, because when we talked after WWDC, one of the questions I asked you, based on the features you know that were announced in Watch OS five, is there any did they tip their hand any to what might be coming with hardware in a Series four? And um, I had this conversation with someone else um, the week after we recorded and uh, got this story here coming out that no buttons and improved GPS. I mean, like the no buttons thing, it's kind of true, but not entirely true, right? Because they're talking no buttons in the sense of your iPhone 8 doesn't have, you know, a home button, but it really does, but it doesn't that type of thing. So the thought here is that they would move to kind of that similar model of, of having virtual buttons, which I'm not really sure what you gain from doing something like that on such a small device. I mean, I, I guess every little millimeter helps. Um, and, and certainly it probably helps with even further waterproofing, but gosh, it's, the series three is so waterproof as it is. I just I really don't know how excited I should get about a series four this fall, but I I know I'm gonna probably be in the market for one. Absolutely. I I, I will be as well. Um
1: yeah, the the strangest part of of these rumors to me is is the bigger screen. Yeah. Along with the new design. I I just I don't really see that I I don't I don't I don't I wouldn't really want the watch to be
0: bigger. I don't think there's anything that
1: it already gain. kind of feels big
0: to me. But then I see people with actual big watches. I mean, they're you know this, this is more of a, a thing that you see typically with men who have these just gargantuan watches. I couldn't imagine. I had a hard enough time when I got the Apple Watch just whacking it into stuff as I'm walking around partially because I never (laughs) really worn a watch consistently before. Um, but I couldn't imagine, I don't know, like then you get into the whole weight issue. And at this point, I'm so used to how it feels that I could, I could see that being something that would be more noticeable to me than going from a four inch phone to a 4.7 inch phone. But I don't want to get into that. (laughs) I don't want to, I don't want to go down that road. Um, the the conversation I was having with my friend last week about the watch situation, cause he's probably also going to be in the market soon for a new watch. He's got a series one or I think it's a maybe series two, but it's got a crack on it. So he's, you know, he's, he's getting to that point is, are we going to see a form factor change? And if we do, would you still have, basically, would you have two form factors now? Like, will we see a rounded, Uh, watch face but also still have you know the the classic Apple watch design
1: yeah they're not going to have a rounded display you don't think so no because they would have to completely design the interface for a rounded display while also completely designing the interface for the rounded rect or actually just straight up rectangle I do believe um, that the actual display is so I, I don't see that happening it's
0: and, not like uh you know having an iphone 8 display and an iphone 10 display because they're basically this the same i mean there's there's differences right in the in the visuals of the software just because of how the screen's laid out but they're basically still rectangles <laughs> it's not like you know trying to smush a, a little square into a into a circle Yeah, i, yeah, I get th- what you're saying i never had really thought about that but that that does make sense i think internally it would be a lot harder to put as much
1: technology inside of a, of a round watch, well, just the screen alone. I mean, screen alone is going to be expensive to cut that, and I mean that that whole piece and how that process works. But it just seems to me like a lot of your components don't have. They don't, they have sharp edges. I mean, your processor has sharp edges. Yeah. You know, this, that, and the other has sharp edges. So you can, you can pack that in to a rectangular watch a lot, a lot more easily than you could a, a round watch.
0: Even if it was slightly bigger, it would still, because of the way, you know, trying to, what what's the adage, uh, trying to force a square peg into a round hole. <laughs> you still probably don't gain a whole lot from that. And I mean, yeah, that would be such a, a large scale change. I just, yeah, I feel like people want it, right? And, and people are clamoring for it, but that's a, that's a lot to do and then still have your older models too. Like you were saying, I wasn't even thinking of the software aspect of how radically different the design um, would, would probably end up looking on the software. I'm
1: not sure why people clamor for it. I I guess because traditionally to a watch, it'd be nice. Like if you use your Apple watch predominantly as a watch, then it'd be great for it to be round. But for me, I really use my watch predominantly other than music um, and podcast controls, probably for reading notifications and for reading text. A rectangle is so much better (laughs) than a rounded display. I mean, there are comical, um, You know uh, depictions on the internet that you can look up of just how little text you can put on a round display because you're going to put text in straight lines. Right. So there's there's a really small window. How do I justify this thing (laughs) in the middle of a of a
0: of a circle where you can can put text? I I'm longing for the fall, mostly for the series four, but also. I don't want to buy a new watch, but like, I just feel like, you know, this series zero, it's done its job. It's carried me along. Well, I've loved it. Never had a watch before that I, you know, like a a, a serious watch that I would, would wear every day. Um, but man, I I don't want to spend that much money again, but you know what? It's done its job, little buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Series zero. You're not taking me to the next uh, OS release, but uh, you've done well.
1: (sighs) I'm excited for a faster watch, a fast watch, I should say. straight up fast.
0: Because even like Series 1, the Series 3 is, well, like 70, 80% faster than, than, uh, you know, Series 1. I was explaining that to another friend having a watch conversation last week about, because he was thinking about, he had an Apple Watch a series zero, but he exercises a lot, rides, rides bikes a lot. And, uh, he ended up going back to Garmin, um, cause it had better health tracking and all the and way better battery. I mean, last like two weeks. Um, but he said he's thinking about going back to an Apple watch again. Um, and I was telling him, you know, wait till the fall. Like don't, cause even if you end up still getting a series three in the fall, one, they're going to be cheaper. And two, you'll at least know, you know, like what what you're missing out on or what what differences in the hardware you're going to see. And then you can make a decision based on what your needs are. So <sighs> I'm ready for September just beca- just because of the watch, which is kind of weird. I, you know, it's usually everyone wants to know what the new phone is and all that stuff. But I feel like we had the the last big radically different phone that we're going to have probably for a while you know, happened last year. So I'm a little more interested in, in, in the watch this fall.
1: That the iPhone 10 plus is going to be something to behold though.
0: <laughs> Literally. Um, you know, physically be- be with two hands. Yes. Yeah. If you, if you care anything about that screen, goodness gracious, Brittany needs a new phone and, uh, that seven will be paid off in, in the fall. And so I'm trying to think through, you know, like what the options are for her. And, um, I'm partially considering, well, I could, you know, I could transfer my 10 to her and then I, you know, cause she doesn't care. Right. But even that I'm like terrified of her having a 10 because she's going to have to drastically change her habits. Uh, and mostly in terms of not giving the phone to our children, Um, because her seven, bless it, it is, it's lived a hard life.
1: (laughs) Is it not in an
0: Otterbox or anything? Oh, no, no. I mean, we, well, yeah, I mean, that would have helped, right? If we had a better case, but, um, yeah, it's in a case. It's not like caseless, but it could be in a better case, but. At this point, I'm just like, who cares? Like, no, we're, but we're just going down the finish line. Yeah, I mean, that—that's that, one of the things. Yeah, I, well, quality case. if she took my ten, I feel like this is a good quality case for protection from not falls. For a child. No, but that's what I'm saying. You're gonna have to stop giving. She's it not to her gonna her. stop giving it to yeah. the child. Well, then, then she's so not get getting fun. So get box. No, she can keep her seven. She can keep her busted up seven for as long as she wants. Or it. keep the
1: seven for the children. Take the seven out.
0: Just get her box case. True. The only time she really gives the phone to a child is uh, every morning when Everly wakes up. <laughs> the only time is every morning. Well, but, but, but just hear me out. She doesn't leave the bed. She just lays on the bed and holds the phone in her little chubby 19 month, 19 month old hand. And occasionally she leaves the bed, but she doesn't leave the room, oh. but still it, she managed to, you know, crack the, the home button in our room that is pretty childproof. I don't know. So yeah, there's, there's an easy solution. here. Habits are going to have to change.
1: I really am interested in experiencing and how, I don't know how well this is going to work. Just doesn't make any sense to me that there is no required. Hey Siri for the watch with watch OS five. Oh that yeah. Whenever it's on that, you can just start talking mm-hmm. to Siri. Uh, it just doesn't make any <laughs> sense to me.
0: Do you do you think that is an indication of where other devices might be heading? It's different, though, because of the, you know, the way you interact with your watch anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe if it works well, I just... I'm going to be really surprised if it works really well. I mean, if... It's never going to be 100%. Um but even if it's like high ninety percent, it's like over like at least ninety percent of the time, if I just look at my watch <laughs> after it comes on, and <laughs> I when I race to wait, yeah, and I just tell it to start a x minute timer or remind me to take my lunch in the morning at six thirty a.m. Because if I ask you to do it at six thirty. That even if it's seven o'clock at
0: night, then you're right. going to remind me at 6.30 yes. p.m. Just absolute madness. Now, Slack does the same thing. So, you know, it, it's hard being a That assistant. being said,
1: there is uh, machine learning coming to Siri that should, based on your usage, become better as you use it to get to know you more. So... If that is <laughs> worth its salt at all, mm-hmm. then after I tell it six thirty A.M. a couple of times, then if I just tell it to remind me to take my lunch at six thirty, then just do it at six thirty A.M. This isn't this is not complicated. This is yeah. like just very, very <laughs> bare minimum machine learning that can be done.
0: You've got me you've got my wheel spinning now about what other devices might look like with um, some kind of, you know, more intuitive interaction with engaging Siri than just saying, you know, the keywords. I've turned it off on, ever since we got the HomePod, I've turned it off on my phone and all my iPads because um, the only time I really use it is when I'm at home and I'm wanting to play a song or do something, you know, interact with, with the HomePod. So I have that turned off on my phone and when I do need it, I just, you know, I just hit the the lock button, hold it down talk then but
1: it seems like a really poor implementation and maybe they'll get there next year or the year after that that it has like that it can't just kind of listen silently on the phone determine the home pod is there and just not even change at all because right i mean if you had it on then it would at least interrupt what you're looking at on your phone and then it would go away it's pretty quick it wouldn't receive the response but at the same time it's
0: just like why can't can't you do that in the background and not pop up and yeah it was just it slowed things down just enough for me to just turn it off because it it really was no great use to me it was much greater use to for me to have it on the home pod exclusively and be quicker there than it was to the maybe two or three times in a month that I would use it on my phone when i can just use the you know use a physical button Heaven forbid <laughs> to do something. Um, yeah, so I just ended up turning it off on on my other devices to just to make it easier when I'm at home. How weird does that feel to push your side button for Siri? Not as weird as it felt when I tried to lock your phone earlier <laughs> by pushing the side, and there was nothing there on your SE. <laughs> it doesn't feel that weird. I mean, I've, I've gotten used to it now, and the button is is bigger you know, it's a bigger button than a bigger lock button than we've had on other phones previously. So it's, I don't know. I don't even notice it now. And and like I said, mostly when I'm doing it, I'm either at my desk or I'm somewhere where it's on a flat surface anyway. Like I'm, maybe I'm cooking or something when I would want to engage it. Um, and so I'll just You know, I just reach down and hold it down. It's not as, it's not as weird as like, I'm I'm usually not picking the phone up. It's on a flat surface and I'm Mm -hmm. just reaching down and, and hitting that button. So it's a little easier than if I had been holding it in my hand.
1: I used a coworker's, uh, Google pixel, pixel six P like the latest one, pixel two and pixel two six P I think it's called something like this. Um, a lot of numbers, right? And it, I noticed something that I feel like Apple could do very easily. And it would be really nice to have is that on the home screen of the, of the Google pixel Two six P um, when you swipe up, then it, it does something. If you just swipe up in the middle of the screen, then it brings up a, I think it brings up like a tray of apps or something in Android in this, in this particular device. But I just feel like, on the on the 10 and similar devices that will come out in September, if you just swiped up as you're looking at your home screen of apps and that went to multitasking mm-hmm. like it does now, I feel like that'd be nice. And why not be able to swipe up in the middle of the screen? Obviously, this is different when you're in an app and you're going to be scrolling that way. So, it, you know, it's totally a moot yeah. point at, at that point. But if, if you didn't have to go all the way down mm-hmm. to the bottom and... And drag it from the bottom necessarily, you know, if you could just do it in the middle of the home screen to pull up your
0: multitasking and look at your recent apps that way. It would be easier because as hard as it is to get to the top of the screen, it's, it's as hard sometimes to get to the bottom of the screen, depending on how you're holding it. And, you know, I've got, I've got a thumb that is, you know, pretty relative to the rest of my body you know, short and stubby. So it's hard. It's hard to get down to the bottom of the screen sometimes too, just as hard as it is to get it to that top third occasionally. So if there was, I like your idea here, of some kind of middle swipe interaction that could engage some type of functionality.
1: And so similarly so, and this is true with this Google device I was using, if you swipe down, down, just like in the middle of the screen, then it would bring down something that looked kind of similar to control center Mm. notifications or something like that. Um, And that honestly, that would be great and (laughs) would then create a situation where when you're using a 10 style device, if you're in an app, you could swipe up from the bottom to go home and then just swipe down in the middle of the screen, which would be so much more attainable than ever getting up to the top of the screen. (laughs) Right. So I really feel like this is, totally doable. It's something that Apple could totally do. Cause I, I don't see any reason. I mean, there's nothing else that is happening when you just swipe up and down on the, on the home screen, right. You know, on springboard. So
0: I feel like, I feel like, I feel like that would be
1: a, a great addition.
0: Last little last little bit of Apple news. We've got an update on air power. <laughs> I uh, have to credit uh hair force one on Twitter for his, amazing tweet of uh announced in september release in september perfect <laughs> what's the deal here like what do you think has happened with this product because they announced it last fall and granted there were some other things they announced last fall that uh or was the HomePod announced at wwdc more than a year ago, or was it announced in the fall? I can't remember. HomePod was announced at uh, WWDC. In, it was okay. So it in December, and then it didn't. And it shipped in February, right? So there's a delay there. AirPods had a delay, you know, slight delay, not as, not as prominent, I guess, as as certainly AirPower. So they announced this wireless charging pad right <laughs> back in September. Can charge three devices on it. It's, if you're an Apple fanboy, like we are. That's pretty appealing, right? You've got AirPods, watch, phone, all on one wireless charging device. Sounds good. It's going to be ridiculously expensive, I'm sure, but sounds good, right? And then crickets for months and months. And uh, finally, a new report out this week. uh, Somewhat, I guess, I, I don't know. I guess there are some sources here saying what the issue was, but it seems a little speculative to me, but it makes sense. What they're saying here is that because Apple is wanting you to be able to charge multiple devices at once, and the way these these charging pads work, you have to get your device on there in a very specific way for it to charge efficiently, right? And so Apple's saying, well, we're going to make this big pad and you can put three things on it. Oh, and they're all <laughs> very different uh, sizes and shapes. Um, I guess that would be difficult to uh, to manufacture. And so we're finally getting some news on what the deal is, but I don't know. Are you, are you interested in air power at all? I am. Yeah. I I think it'd be, you got your, your work eight. Now you could charge it on there. Absolutely. And I'm, you know, whatever the next watch is, that's another thing. I've uh, another rumor I've heard thrown around is that maybe they were having trouble um, getting past watch models to charge on it. And they were, maybe they were just waiting until the fall when they announce a new, you know, watch a watch series four and, and it air, you know, watch only watch series four will work on the, uh, the air power. Well, the series three is the only one that they
1: said would charge with air power. And I know serenity on the talk show was mentioning that she felt like they may back out on that. And to me, It'd be a really terrible look. Yeah. Um, have said that this this device is compatible with this unreleased thing, but when it's released, it's going to be
0: compatible. But maybe they're thinking, maybe they're thinking, you know, if we don't release it till the fall, you're going to want a new watch anyway. So just don't worry about that Series Three stuff we said before. But I really, it, it just seems
1: crazy. It seems weird that they announced it so early.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just what happened, you know, like it 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 because of how long it's been, it seems to me that it must have been some type of technical issue that they were running into. Because otherwise, you know but maybe they hit a certain threshold and we're like, Well, forget it. Let's just wait till the fall. <laughs> like, you well- know, what I mean? so I guess,
1: I guess German's latest report is that they were really hoping for June. And at this point, they don't feel like, they feel like they're like shooting for September. Now they hit the threshold and (laughs) right on time. But I do feel like it's not, it's not that interesting. The technical challenges that they ran into, because those, those are almost kind of predictable that they would have run into technical challenges on this this is not like anything anyone else has ever come out with. And there are, let, let alone from a very technical standpoint, they're very uh, easy to understand from a layman's perspective reasons mm. why this would be really difficult. Yeah. Um, I mean, how close can the devices be together? You have some, some spacing. And obviously if you want to be able to lay a device any which way, especially, I don't know if you've experienced um, the chi or key or however you pronounce this chi so everybody says chi charging but then on tech meme ride home which i don't know if you ever listened to this podcast um it's a really
0: good podcast i don't listen to near as many podcasts as you i don't know about that but separate episode <laughs> but um tech me right home totally
1: uh totally recommend it um i've been listening to it on my ride home quite a bit now it's it's usually 15 to 20 minutes and it really does hit the high points of the stories of the day, which is it's really good. Um, but he, he was saying key charging. I've heard others say key, but anyways, whatever it may be. Um, I don't know if you have any, any experience with it at, at don't. all. Um, we got one for Blair um, that was cheap on sale on some some site. And uh, she used it for a while. And then I've been meaning to set it up for myself to plot my eight
0: down on i plug in i'll tell you ASC. why i haven't gotten one yet it's because the battery life on this thing is so dang good i don't need a charger during the day like I w- i've i been looking at some and thinking oh this would be nice to have at work mm-hmm. you know <laughs> but when i'm at work i'm i'm not in need of a charge like i'm just not and so i don't know it just hasn't hasn't drawn me in yet yeah that makes sense um but i mean there is there
1: you do have to place it in the right way i mean that that totally is a a thing. And so to me, the more interesting part is how did they not predict more that they were going to run into things. And to to me, it's like a perfect candidate to follow the historical Apple strategy, which is not say a gosh darn thing about it, because maybe you come out with it in February, but maybe it doesn't come out until next February. Like if you just didn't say a thing about it, Hey, they've already, I mean, there's already plenty good, you know, cheap chargers out there and cheap. to use. Yeah. They're cheap. I mean, if you want them to be, there's different styles. It's not like, it's not like this was the only, I mean, if this was like the first one that would make more sense because you're saying, Hey, we're building in this feature to the eight and to the 10 and we're going to support that feature with this, hardware this being the only hardware that can support that feature. But no, that's not the case at all. So uh it's it's very strange. It seems like a an, a really
0: easy to avoid miss and yet it's been really missed. I really feel like at this point it's just of course you just save it to the fall now because that's when people are gonna be willing to buy accessories anyway because it'd be new phones and all this stuff. And yeah. I do just wonder though I do wonder though if it would be a little better for them
1: if they came out with it in like August if they could just to come out with it before they're on stage. Just to be able to say on stage, works with air power, which is out. Period. End of story. Yeah. It's out, guys. Go get it, you know? Rather than air power, which is finally <laughs> going to be released. I just to me there's I mean there's the other argument, which is like, well, maybe they have a story to tell on why, but um, they're not going to tell a story around why it's
0: late. I did see a tweet today that it, it's rumored to have a, a custom version of iOS on it as yes. well, which <laughs> sounds awesome. Um Of course, when they were showing some of the, I don't even know if it was like actual demos or just, you know, they they were showing pictures, I guess, way back when they announced it, the way... I just would have assumed it was all built into the, yeah, yeah. Into the, to the, yeah. The way they have this ability to show the battery levels of everything that from, well, from your phone. I mean, I mean, that's the, the biggest screen you're going to have real estate on to, to see that, but I think it's cool. There's some kind of, you know, in typical Apple fashion, they're trying to delight you a little bit. And sometimes that. <laughs> Not bite. delighting anybody right yeah, now. Sometimes it bites them. Um, let's take a left turn for Levi's gaming corner. I I feel like I need a corner because I feel like we'll talk about gaming occasionally. And I'm inspired by hello internet to have corners that you can't cut out of here. So, um, E3 was two weeks ago. I'm not going to go deep into like all the different things. Um, really mainly just want to talk about one game in particular, (laughs) but, uh, first let's set the stage i know that you are like i don't even know if moderate is the right word you're an occasional gamer uh and every every blue moon gamer correct yeah still rocking the ps3 Still right? rocking the ps3 yeah yeah any plans to change at some point we'll probably get a switch
1: this december probably the kids will probably get Get
0: one for Christmas. Hope they don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Spoilers, right?
1: Um, not that they would even know what that means, other than they're getting something for Christmas. Um, and but I mean, I mean, I'm I'll use that for Mario Kart. I mean, I'll Mario Kart out on yeah. that. I might get into Zelda. There's probably a good chance I will listen.
0: There's no might. Okay, <laughs> you either dive in in an all consuming fashion or just don't buy it because if you spend two hours with it versus the, I haven't looked in a really long time, but conservatively, let's say 80 hours that I put into it in 2017. Haven't played it at all. It's very conservative in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. It was the only game I played last year. Really? I mean, I might've played something towards the end of the year. Uh, well, when odyssey came out um i finally played something else but it was it was my anytime i had time to play a game which let's be honest isn't very much time even less time now that we're uh, doing a podcast but um anytime any free time i had in 2017 it was spent eyes deep in uh, in breath of the wild do you ever play um portably um I did uh initially when I first got it um partially because I got it on a trip um and you know I was able to play it some on the dock in the hotel <laughs> when I got it but um that was the main experience at first. The other challenge I had with um not going back to the dock very quickly when I got home was it only comes with one charger and and at the time i only it was the only USB-C charger in the house. And so I had a really hard time wanting to put that into our TV stand. And then, you know, if I needed to take it out to take it on a trip or something, it was just going to be a hassle, right? So I didn't play on the dock for the longest time until um, I got upgraded to, you know, a newer MacBook pro at work. So I had an additional USB-C charger and then I felt comfortable enough to, to put the dock in the TV stand. So I play more docks now than I, than I do, um, handheld, but that first, uh, gosh, I would say probably 60 of the 80 hours again, conservatively, uh, was, was played in handheld with Zelda, but it's been the flip on odyssey on Mario odyssey. It's been mostly, but that's a game that I, I could play more with, you know, the kids watching they there having fun with it. And then Zelda is just not as interesting to them at this stage. But yeah, I play less in handheld mode. But what what I hear more, it seems like in the gaming industry, it seems more people play it. It's it's their their mobile device essentially, which is funny because you know they have other mobile devices they could play games on, but not Nintendo game. Well, some Nintendo games, but not you know true blue Nintendo games um the controllers change everything yeah and you say that but I mean I just have the joy cons I, I didn't even get um I guess I call it the pro controller I'd like to have one but 80 bucks for a controller is steep yeah and I mean it comes with a little dock that you can put the joy cons in so it feels like a controller it's not great but you know it's not eighty dollars <laughs> on a on a pro controller, um but what I really wanted to talk to you about from e three e three was kind of quiet this year, um which I was talking to another friend that's big into gaming, and kind of our theory that we arrived on is they're in this weird in between stage, Xbox and Sony primarily, right, where you know the next c- console is just around the corner, probably. 2020 but so they're in this weird phase where they can't really go too deep and showing new games because at some point they're showing next gen games and they're not showing just current gen games anymore and so this was kind of a quiet year and like sony even they came out before and said uh here are the four games we're really going to focus on in our press conference and they pretty much stuck to that i mean they showed some other games too but um and then Nintendo, who knows what they're ever doing? They're, you know, they they have a whole different strategy. They're not, it's totally different, right? Than Xbox and and Sony, but like well, came out with a new Mario Party, they're coming out with a new Mario. True, Party, though.
1: I'm a big big Mario Party fan.
0: I haven't played Mario Party since the Nintendo sixty four. No, they were like what ten on? The I don't Nintendo think I have either. But I really enjoyed it. I really, you know, really enjoyed. Mario you mentioned Party. Mario Kart earlier. I thought I was gonna just jump on that real fast, and I don't even have it. Like I just someday I might get to it, but I'm still. There are 900 plus flipping moons in Mario Odyssey, and I've only got 460 something. So I could play that game for. It's just like it's just like Breath of the Wild in that way, and that you could play those games forever and never need another game. So the challenge for Nintendo, I think, though, is that they're not going to have another game like those two games anytime soon. Really, um, they kind of they came out swinging as hard as they could uh, when they launched. But what I really wanted to talk to you about quickly is uh, the Last of Us Part Two, because there was a day when I gave you my copy of the Last of Us on PlayStation Three that. I never opened. I think it was still uh, maybe wrapped up. I I never got around to playing it. And then by the time I did want to play it, I had a PS4. And so I got the remastered version. So I lent, well, didn't lint. I just gave it to you. I don't need it. I don't, I have no need for it, but, um, and you started it and you never finished it. And now, you know, the last of us part two is probably coming out next year sometime. Hopefully clock's ticking. Philip. you got to, you got to make a decision here because this game is probably my favorite game ever. And I really need, because you started it, I really need you to finish it because there's a lot of things we can talk about with this game that we can't talk about until you finish it. And I'm okay with you. Listen, if you, if you don't want to play it, I know you're a busy dude. I'm okay with you just watching it. On YouTube, just go find a playthrough. I actually have a playthrough I could recommend to you um, that I think would be interesting, and then you'd at least know and you'd be caught up to not play *The Last of Us* Part Two someday. But I need you there, man, because this game is so good. And well, you tell me: was it something about the game that you didn't like, or was it just a time thing? It's it's a really dark game. I understand that. Like it's it's a hard very violent game. And this, this, uh, this gameplay demo that showed Eddie three for part two was a whole nother level of that. But, um, why not you finish it, man? You got to do me the solid. So I, the main reason I didn't finish it is
1: because I, I played the 40 ish percent that I've completed, uh, before we moved. A year over a year and a half ago. Yes, but uh, after that, it was just one thing after another. And then when I ended up having more time to do so, then it was more of a like I had a hard time getting back into it. And it been so long because it probably so didn't long. remember the story, I didn't remember like yeah. the controls and like you know more intricate controls, especially. That's hard
0: too because like I want to go back to Breath of the Wild and play the DLC at some point. But it's been, it's been months, and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very, you know, I'm very well equipped in that game at this point. Uh, I've done a lot of things, but to jump back in, <laughs> I would I would struggle even, you know, having great armor and all that stuff. I would really struggle to figure it out again, going back in this late. But come on, man, just watch it, just watch it.
1: Uh, I may I may get to that point, especially. Especially if the Last of Us, if the Last of Us Two comes out, and I'm not back into the Last of Us even at that point. I mean, that's a, that's a ways out. So I feel like I feel like I may get back into it. I'm just trying to find the right way. I mean, one of the problems is that I, I stopped invariably at a point where it was kind of a tough spot, mm. and so let alone like jumping back into that tough spot almost two years later is going to be even, even harder. So I think I did when I tried, I've given it maybe like two chances. Well, trying I, to get back into I it. I told you to
0: just drop that. Drop. That and difficulty I, think, down. I think I dropped the difficulty down and we'll see. It's a brutal game. This Can game, be. it doesn't make any sense for me to love it as much as I do because on paper, it checks off all these things that I hate about games, like being chased by constantly being chased by things. I hate that. Um, like the, the, um, uh, the, like super Mario levels where you've got the sun and it starts spinning and then comes down and tries to swoop you. I hate <laughs> That's like the, I think that must've traumatized me as a younger <laughs> child because I hate games where you're being chased by something. Um, I hate games where, you don't have a lot of resources, you know, it's like a survival game or something where, you know, Hey, it'd be great if I had a gun and lots of bullets, but guess what? I got two bullets and, uh, I got a stick, you know, like that stresses me out. Um, so I don't know why I love this game so much. I mean, I do, I, I do know why I love it. Cause it's a great story and, and all that stuff, but man on paper, I should hate this game. <laughs> But I love it. And whew, the uh, the gameplay, which I can't even really talk to you about the gameplay trailer for part two because it ruins part one okay. to some degree. So I'll make sure not to watch that. Yeah. Do not watch it um, until you've completed part one. But okay. uh, they still haven't released. Uh, you've got time because they haven't even released a date. So you're good.
1: Last tech topic. I noticed on Twitter this mention of any iPad with two gigabytes of RAM, of which the fifth generation regular old iPad that I have is mm-hmm. one of those, and obviously both both the iPad Pros that you have
0: not so fast. The nine point seven inch only had two. Right, it has two. Oh, okay. In my head, I was thinking four. No, no, sorry. No. I'm off.
1: Only two gigabytes of RAM only two, required, yeah. Required. But previously you had to have four gigabytes of RAM. So it was either of the 12.9s or the 10.5 mm-hmm. that could that could uh run with split screen apps on the iPad with a what do you call this floater third app? Oh um, I don't remember any of the terms for this anymore. was Like slide over or something like that. Yeah. Um, but you could only do that on the four gigabyte models, but in iOS five and iOS
0: iOS 12, watch watch (laughs) OS five, five, which they titled iOS five in the beta,
1: right? iOS 12 beta two on two gigabyte Ram iPad models. You can have three apps, two and three. Split view and one in the slide over, and you can have a fourth in picture in picture if you're running
0: video yeah, as well. But come on, so why would question, you want to do that? My question, my question <laughs> a to you, <laughs> in
1: maybe you don't, maybe you don't, but certainly on the 12.9, that'd be nice. Oh, yeah. you, you already had that. that, sounds great. But, um, I mean, it's always nice to have
0: the capability for the, the one in a million times that you'd like to do it, certainly, if you're but, watching something compelling, but you're still trying to monitor Twitter as well.
1: Yeah. Right, right. And type notes. So do, do you ever use even three apps or is two really the maximum you ever get to?
0: Um, there have been occasions when I've used three, but it's always been well, I say three, one being pic, you know, picture in picture, right? Watching a video of some kind. Um but it's more it's more common for me to just have, you know, something picture in picture and then doing notes or something like that. Um I'd say that's the more common scenario. But there have been times when um you know I've got Safari on one side, notes on another and then maybe I'm semi watching something on Netflix. But not super often. But four, I can't, I can't really I mean I just can't even think of like what a scenario would be where I would be doing all those things and still accomplishing anything really.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I could see utilizing Safari and Twitter and watching something. Yeah.
0: And then potentially notes yeah. as well. Show prep. There's a the potential. Or game prep. That's when I, that's when I do it a lot. Right. Is a uh, game prep. Makes sense. During the fall and in spring or when I'm at a game and, uh. I'm not watching something else in, in those occasions. But that's when I'm using two apps mostly is um when I'm working a game or something like that, mm-hmm. taking notes, monitoring Twitter, trying to find other scores, Um, more so during the playoffs or late in the season when things are getting tight. But that's more. That was wild, though, that picture. The, the most wild part, though, was that they were demoing it correct me if i'm wrong they were demoing it on an ipad mini 4 i thought that i thought they said that somewhere on there yes why you're great <laughs> you, i mean i guess just to show that it's possible it's just a particular type of madness th- yeah that would be like well i'm not going to disparage you anymore about your se so i'll just stop there but speaking of though on any iphone all the iPhones
1: get picture in picture video just so I can have the audio continue to run Yeah, while I look at something yeah. on Twitter or anywhere else. It just, it drives me
0: crazy. I don't know if crazy. you listen to Connected yet this week, but uh, they talk about, you know, like YouTube premium being available yes. in other countries now. And they were talking about, uh, you know, why YouTube doesn't do picture in picture um, and why they lock the audio you know continuing audio um behind the premium upgrade oh was it i, I could not remember which one but i never cuz i that that's been a complaint right is why why can't you get out of the app and still listen to the audio on youtube and and why can't you do picture in picture on youtube like if you're on your ipad and um obviously they can do the audio piece if you're you know subscribed to premium but the explanation made sense to me of well you can't autoplay when you're in either of those modes in iOS. So, you know, that's how YouTube makes their money, right? Is autoplay, keep getting your eyes, keep playing and keep, you know, keep serving you ads. And I'm like, okay, I I don't like it, but I finally understand it now. And, uh, it's, it's still upsetting though, because I would love, would love, love, love to be able to have YouTube, you know, PIP and, working on something else. Absolutely. That would be fabulous. But And there, there's no reason why they can't do it. Well, there is because of the autoplay. But <laughs> there's no technical reason why they can't do it. There are monetary reasons why they will not do it. The worst kind. <sighs> yeah. All right. You ready to talk about Solo? I'm ready to talk about Solo. News this week. Coming out that, well, one, the Disney uh Fox deal finally went through. So that's kind of tangent tangentially related, but not really related to Star Wars. Um, if you're a Marvel fan, you like it. But um the other news this week, though, is that Lucasfilm has put on hold all future one-off stories or what they were calling anthology stories. Um obviously they're not putting episode nine on hold. <laughs> You know, we'll see that next December. Uh, But all of this stemming from the lack of performance of Solo, which came out uh, back in May, which was their second standalone anthology, or the tag they're using is a Star Wars story. Right? Um, Both of us have seen Solo. We're going to talk a little bit about the movie. Um, Let's just yeah, let's just go there first. Like opening thoughts. What do we think about the movie? Who wants to go first? I don't mind going first, but I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot. So um, you go first. Okay. I like the movie. I, I have a really hard time understanding all the, the angst about solo. Um, was it the best star Wars movie ever? No, it's not, you know, it, it's a little standalone movie. It, it's not going to be the best. Right. But I thought it was fun. I would even put it in terms of just like Levi's enjoyment of Star Wars movies list, which is different from Levi's favorite Star Wars movies list, which is also different from what Levi thinks are the best Star Wars movies list. Um, I had more fun with it than I did with Rogue One. A lot of that is just because Rogue One is super depressing. Um, it's a much heavier movie, just given the uh, you know the subject matter and how it ties into the overall. Uh, Star Wars story, no pun intended, Um, I thought Solo was a more fun movie, you know, it was a little lighter, Uh, it just had a pretty good energy, I know I've seen a lot of complaints about it started off slow, I didn't really get that, I felt like it started off well and was well paced, Um, there are so many deep cut (laughs) references that, you know, I don't think they're all necessary, but it's fun, right, I mean, it's fun to do these things. I just, I go see the movie, I come out, I see reviews later, I see how poorly it's doing at the box office, and I just don't get it. Like, I can't reconcile what I saw on screen with the reaction. So that's kind of where I'm at for setting the stage.
1: Yeah, I really don't understand its lackluster performance at the box office, really. Um, I mean, the, the way I feel about it is honestly not, <clears throat> Not that different than Rotten Tomatoes consensus. Um, so Rotten Tomatoes ended up giving it a seventy-one percent, um, and the critics' consensus there is a flawed yet fun and fast-paced space adventure that should satisfy newcomers to the saga as well as longtime fans who check their expectations at the <laughs> right? theater door. And to me, that that's a it's a great little summary phrase to, to include there at the end, especially is just like many have said on podcasts that you and I have listened to, there's going to be star Wars movies. I guess Jason Snell has said this more than anybody that there's going to be star Wars movies every single year. And so, well, maybe not now, maybe not now, but if that's the case, then not every one of them is going to be,
0: Incredible! Yeah. Not every one of them is just going to set a new stage and just, so I still like this movie more than any of the prequels. I'll throw oh, that out. Oh, absolutely.
1: Up. No, that's easy. <laughs> <Okay>. easy <picking. laughs> well, just making sure we're not getting too carried away here. No, I don't know. no, no. I no, th- I thought it was a good, I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. You know, um, I, I thought, you know, Rogue One, as we just talk about Star Wars stories as a whole, especially with the news coming out, Rogue One, it was a little hard to follow for me. I felt like the pacing of it was more weird than Solo, necessarily. To be
0: fair, I've only seen it once. It was in theaters, but I remember what you're talking about, especially at the beginning. It was especially like, at the beginning. bam, 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 and you're you're meeting all these different people that are going to come together, and yeah, it was a lot to... We'll to take in, right, right. Yeah. I, How I many planets it? have we been to so far?
1: It's <laughs> only been twenty minutes. So I watched it on Netflix. Netflix watched a good, good bit of it. I didn't finish it, but I watched a good bit of it on Netflix recently, and it's, I mean, it's a, it's a good movie. You know, especially when you know what's going on. You know, like what that you know five minute little visit to that planet just meant. Yeah. Um, it, it's
0: easier to follow. And I mean, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was really good. When well, the last two minutes. <laughs> the, the last 2 minutes can can shade it differently for a lot of people because you could be kind of meh on that movie and then you get to the last 2 minutes when Darth Vader just <laughs> rages on all these nobodies and then you're like this was the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> oh yeah, can we just have a movie of that? Well, I guess not. Not for sure anymore because we're we're on hold with these movies, but as far as I'm concerned, they're two for two on these standalone movies. Now that doesn't mean that they were both great, but to me, it's like they did the job of making an entertaining movie that adds to the lore in some degree, not as deeply obviously as the, the, you know, core episode movies are going to do. Um, but I, I just don't understand the, 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 just general meh or straight up, you know, being upset with this movie, I think a lot of it has to do with how you felt about The Last Jedi is playing into some of it too and how quickly it came out after The Last Jedi. I think if it had That's come true. out in December, it probably would have done better. The other problem is, I don't know if you could tell from the preview what this movie was really about other than, oh, it's a younger Han Solo. Like they didn't really do a good job of of kind of setting up the movie. I didn't feel like in the trailers because going into it, I really had no idea what was about to happen. And I saw I watched all the trailers, right? I mean, I'm going to try really hard with episode nine, not to watch any trailers, but I don't know if I'm going to make
1: it. I hate trailers <laughs> as an entity. Oh, I hate them. And I just hate them more and more.
0: I'm going to try my best with episode nine, but I, I can't guarantee anything. Yeah. But I felt like I still had no idea what, This movie was really about Um, and so I think maybe they they messed some things up with communicating what it was going to be about but I I just feel like maybe people are a little fatigued with Star Wars in general particularly how divisive The Last Jedi was which we haven't talked about The Last Jedi and I don't want to like go on a deep dive here I think we both enjoyed The Last Jedi probably more so than you know the general public apparently but maybe we can talk about that another time. But I've, I, I kind of feel like that plays into some of it too. And the other thing that I think has, has damaged this movie is that so many people love Han Solo. And like, I, t- I talked to two people the the week after it came out, you know, that I work with that are huge star Wars fans, but they love Han Solo. Like Han Solo is their character, right? That's their person. And they both didn't like the movie. And they both said the same thing to me, you know, when we started to talk about it. And it was, that's not Han Solo. He's not Han Solo to me. And listen, I get it, you know. But I I don't understand that because, yeah, he's not Han Solo yet in this movie. Like, he's not the Han Solo you knew from... You know, a new hope or any of the other movies, yeah, he's not that on solo. like why would you expect him to be? And I don't know if it was just a like a physical thing like I've heard people say, well, he doesn't look anything like Harrison Ford um and I think Donald Glover kind of makes that problem even more stark because. The first time he talked, I was like, "Holy crap, Billy D. Williams is in this movie."
1: He was was super good. That was
0: nuts. uh, How much he sounded like him—it was—it was was insane. But I don't understand the argument of. I just—he wasn't Han Solo to me. Well, no, he's not. He's not that Han Solo yet. He was much more um, naive and like optimistic. And one of my favorite—well, there's two two favorite lines for me in the movie are. Um, you know, the spin on the, the classic, I have a bad feeling about this when he says, I have a, I have a great feeling about this. I thought that was hilarious. And then the, my favorite part of the movie is after the, you know, they've like crash landed on this desert planet after they've gone through the, the, the Kessel run and, um, he's standing over by, by, uh, uh, Lando And he's like saying something like, oh, we can, we can fix it up. It's going to be okay. You know, we'll fix it. And Lando says, I hate you. (laughs) And he says, I know, which of course is the playoff of, you know, him and Leia's moment in in, in Empire. Uh, I thought that was so funny, but I just, I don't know. I'm sad because I like Star Wars movies. And I'm also sad because I feel like they set this movie up for a sequel and I'm not sure that's going to happen now. Now, there's ways that they can still kind of make a sequel out of it. You know, if they do end up doing, um, you know, a, a, if they still are able to pull off a Boba Fett movie at some point, or, uh, please, please an Obi-Wan movie at some point, I could see them still being able to bring him in depending on when those movies are set. Um, you know, because obviously Obi-Wan's hanging around Tatooine. We know at the end of Solo that that's where, uh, that, that's where they're going. Um, I'm just a little bummed because I felt like the movie was good enough for a sequel. And they s- certainly dropped breadcrumbs cum- all over it to set it up for a sequel. And now I'm just not sure that's going to happen. It makes me a little sad. I
1: wonder, I mean, I, I, think, it's a, I think it's a good point that it did come out. Soon after The Last Jedi. Um
0: which this week uh, apparently there's a um some <laughs> someone has said they, they'll put up two hundred million dollars to do a, a fan led yeah, remake of The Last Jedi, which is yeah, which Super is, silly. is dumb, but
1: but certainly so Rogue one was a was a full year after The Force Awakens, a full year before The Last Jedi. And that seem that seems to me like Maybe a better cadence is to yeah, kind of have a full one, year. one per December, basically. Yeah.
0: Um, Christmas and Star Wars sounds great to me. Let's does, do that. It does. Because you know what? I'm going to get to Christmas this year, and there's not going to be a Star Wars movie. That's not going to feel right. And I'm going to be upset about it because I've been conditioned for three years right. in a row to have that. Yeah. I'm going to be bummed about that. And so are my children. I think... <laughs> I feel like I've probably, well, let's just put this out there. Like I took the last Jedi could have been terrible, which it wasn't. I don't think it was. It could have been terrible and I probably would have loved it. Um, And, and I'll openly admit that. I think I may be bringing some of, some of that kind of stuff into solo as well, because like this movie was a mess to make. Like, I don't know how familiar you are with all the, production stuff but they fired the directors right like more than halfway through production had to bring in a new director you know well new is a he's an old director but bring in Ron Howard he he has to reshoot a lot of stuff um and they somehow still hit that May date I'm like how, it, if all the movies to get delayed I would have I would have assumed oh there's no way that's going to be in May especially after all the trouble they had And so maybe part of it is like this movie should have been a complete mess. And somehow it was like not a mess. Not to say that it was great, but I just expected going in. I'm like, I'm worried about this movie because of all the behind the scenes stuff they had to deal with. And I couldn't even, you know, like I'm not a movie producer. I don't Dr. scripts, but it felt like a cohesive story to me. And. Maybe I'm giving it too much credit just because of all that behind the scenes stuff that they somehow managed their way through.
1: I I mean, I didn't feel like it felt like a complete mess at all. I really don't feel like it felt messy to me. It was a cohesive story and made sense and had legitimate, uh, you know, motives that people had and fears that people had. And that that to me is, you know, a lot of the part of the story.
0: It was very weird when he, is her name Kira? I think her name's think Kira. So. When he kisses Kira, I'm like, <laughs> dude, what are you doing? <laughs> that is not Leia. Like, eh, you know, you gotta stop that. Which, that brings up a whole separate side story. I, I, I feel like I go way too deep into these movies, but knowing that ultimately, like, him and Leia don't work out, which that's depressing in its own mm-hmm. right, I feel like people just gloss over that with the with uh, the Force Awakens. They're not together, okay? They embrace. They have their last hug. You know, she basically sends him to his death. Um, I might be going too dark here. They're not together, and they haven't been together for, I would say conservatively, what a couple years at least, maybe longer than that. I say longer. That's depressing, right? But people don't people don't talk about that. But watching Solo, I'm like, man, what if his real true love was Kira and not Leia? And Leia and him were always destined to fail because, you see, I go too deep into this stuff. I think about it way too much. I'd, I'd like a sequel
1: to this movie. They set it, it, could it up be for good. sure. I just, I don't understand. I, the, the really poor... Earnings don't make much sense to me.
0: Yeah. Like it's not going to make its money back. That's crazy. It's a star Wars movie.
1: So solo people loving Han Solo to me, I guess maybe that prevents them from seeing it multiple times, which could be part of the earnings for movies like this, but people loving solo would not prevent them from seeing it one time. At least it would incentivize them to see it at least one time. If you have a bunch of people that just love Han Solo. Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't see them staying away from this movie. Maybe they would stay away from seeing it again. But um, no, I I, th- I think it's a I think it's a good movie, and it'd be interesting to see what what happens with with the rest of the Star Wars stories. And
0: yeah, the thing I'm bummed most about, if I'm really going deep down the depression <laughs> sidewalk. This puts in jeopardy me getting my Obi-Wan movie with Ewan McGregor as, as an older Obi-Wan in between uh, three and four, you know? I want that story, all right? I want it. Like, I really want it. Because, you know, it's been, what, 13 years since uh, episode three came out? Uh, Ewan McGregor, very handsome man, but he has aged a little bit. You know, it's, it's like the perfect age for him. I think it's 19 years in between three and four. So it's been 15 years or 13 years. We're getting close. It's time. It's time for my Obi-Wan standalone movie. And all you Star Wars haters, all you Last Jedi haters who didn't go see Solo, you're ruining my opportunity for another Ewan McGregor. Arguably the single redeeming factor of the prequels you're keeping me from from having that, that movie. Westworld update. Where are you? I'm in the middle of episode six. I think episode six is my favorite episode. Um. Yeah. Just just I'll, get I'll ready. I look forward to the second half. Yeah, you of should
1: the episode <laughs> and of the rest of the season.
0: Um. I'm not as concerned about Westworld as I, you know, I I gave up on the last of us. You're, you're obviously not going to finish that, but I'm more confident in your ability uh, to finish Westworld because at some point we gotta, we gotta talk about this season. Cause it, you know, I, I think what, whatever episode one that we, we talked a little bit about it. I feel like they turned a corner at a certain point and it, to me, it's episode six where you're at. um, where they really kind of, they still haven't laid their cards out fully, but something happens in episode six and you're like, okay, and I'm, I can see where things are going kind of now. Right. And like I said, you're either, you're either on board with this or you're not. Uh, I'm hoping you are on board with this. Um, But yeah, it's been, it's been a different, completely different ride than season one, right? Season one is so contained, you know, it's so, um, just this, this almost perfect little story. Like I I haven't felt that way about a season of television probably since season one of lost, right? Like season one of lost. If you watch season one of lost and you don't like it, then something's wrong with uh, you emotionally. Like if you don't cry at least three or four times in season one of lost, then I don't know about you. What were you going to say?
1: I feel like a season, I want to say it's season four of The Walking Dead, Um, the heart of the governor Um, yeah. story, I feel like that is a really good, just kind of back and forth. Like they keep sending people to, what's the place called?
0: Well, uh, oh, where was he the governor of?
1: Woodbury. Woodbury. Um. So they keep seeing people there, and they keep sending people back and forth. And
0: which that um, that storyline starts in season three. Yes, yeah, leads in season into three, the leads first into half four. of season four. And uh, the reason I thought of that is because this
1: season two of Westworld, and again, I'm where I'm at, feels very much like season yeah. five of The Walking Dead, and that everybody is kind of in their own spots, split up a little bit, and they're all kind of coming keep together kind of hitting everybody and you get a little snippet here and a little snippet there. And sometimes you go a whole episode or two without yeah. getting back to that cliffhanger that they left yes. you with. Yeah. No. An episode or you two You have ago. no idea how right you yeah. are.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, uh, and part of me would, would just want it to be more of a, of a straight shot, but then part of me likes the, the variety that that gives you. It's just got to be played right. You know, either yeah. way
0: can, well, can go well. This story It's so, it's so layered. And you didn't even realize how layered it was until you get something like a season two. Season one, it's so contained, it's so perfect. I feel like season two is just filling in all the gaps, right? Like all this lore, revealing things to you that you didn't even know you wanted to know. Um, But like really just going back and, kind of f- shading in the colors right of like oh gosh i didn't even think of that or um oh it's creating gaps that weren't even there before so it can well, fill them. well i don't know i don't know about that like like what
1: what well like like using this technology for like immortality of humans like the whole Delos yeah um experiment in the in mm-hmm. the minneapolis park cuz all that glass is the valley so rounded the valley beyond yes um i mean to me and i don't know if that has gone any further and i'll find out but um i mean to me that was a really a really interesting
0: twist twist yeah, like a little you know? turn right that, yeah
1: that I'll, yeah so that's one way they could have used it or tried to use it or you know one way that you could you could turn this um really really interesting intro to episode six and obviously i'm in the middle of it but as uh as totally blank on her name dolores turns the tables on uh who i want to call jeffrey right bernard um oh yeah and yeah and and the dialogue that they
0: used in that in that spot oh it's just like yeah so good that, that episode man you gotta finish it Oh man. Yeah, because they set they set that up right in a few episodes earlier where you're seeing William doing that with his, you know, supposed father-in-law. And then for the for that twist at the end of that cold open, you're like, "Oh, god, what is happening? What is happening right now?" Yeah. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Stefan. Um you got to finish it, man. You got to get caught up. I will. I will. Um last episode is is this weekend. So, I'm just going to be Chomping at the bits until I may, I may get there before next Thursday. We'll see about that. Oh man. I've really enjoyed this season. I don't know if it's quite as tight as season one in terms of just like pure genius start to finish. But I'm so interested with where it's going. The challenge I have though, and it's the same thing that I had with Lost, is you can't this can't go on forever. Like this story Cannot go on forever, and at the end of season one, I really had no idea. Like, well, what's going to happen next? You know, like, like what? What is what is a a season two even going to look like for ten episodes? And obviously now I've I've seen that, and we'll finish that off this weekend. But I'm at the same point now where I'm like, (laughs) what would a season three? possibly be like i i have no idea um and there's some interesting th- things they've done with like showing a different park and or a couple different parks i guess you know i guess there's other things they could do like that but it's like i don't know man i don't know what season three is. And it took them to you know it, they had to take a whole year off right um between season one and two uh, and i believe a lot of that is just that's how long it was going to take to line out where this was going next. Right. Like that's normal though for HBO shows though. Right. I mean, it's kind of normal. I guess game of Thrones has, has done that to some degree. Um, I mean, true detective is kind of similar too, but they've that's different. Like that's an anthology. It's not really a series. Yeah. And I, don't
1: know. I think it's normal. Like I think Silicon Valley was like summer to summer to, oh, summer, is it? to
0: summer. Yeah. I think that's just
1: normal. Well, but normal this was,
0: they took a whole year off before it came back. This year, because it originally aired in 2016. Is that right? I think so. I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong. It felt like they took a whole, like a whole, maybe it was more like, you know, I don't know. I felt like they took more, more than, than a year off. Maybe it just felt that way because I was so ready for season two. <laughs> um. Also, you brought up The Walking Dead. This is your fault. You got to watch Fear of the Walking Dead, man. Okay. This 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 last season. Well, it's not the last season. Season four. It's the first half. Season. Yeah, they're still. It's still going. But they just. You know how they do. They break up. Break it up in halves. Um. It's wild, man. It's just like a completely different show. So if you didn't like *Fear the Walking Dead*, you might like it now. That's
1: what I'm trying to say. I, I liked it. Um, I watched the first season, and I just there wasn't a. There wasn't a great way to watch it um, before we had Hulu. Yeah, because it was on Hulu. I was getting it off just like xyzmovie.info and uh, just kind of sketchy sites that I could find it on. And uh, so, I mean, you know, if I could have a better quality, easier to access, like I think it's on Hulu now. Yeah. Um,
0: That's definitely doable. Hulu does show a lot of ads though. My they do. Goodness. And the same ads over and over My again. I can't goodness. tell you how many times last night. I can't even remember the ad. That's how effective it was. But whatever it was, it was every single break they yeah. were playing that ad. I don't mind the realtor ads. Let me be honest
1: about those. Those aren't the worst. They aren't like packed. They don't feel like a car commercial or anything. I don't I don't even know what you're talking car about. car salesman commercial. The realtor commercial where you have the girl running around her brother and jumping around the kitchen, the living room, the open concept. And it's like, oh, I think I need 2,000 square feet. And she just keeps running around. It's like, oh, maybe 2,500. And then right after that, the ad plays with the lady who's like, I want a two car garage. And she's in like her big greenhouse to like tear it down. You don't see these? Nothing, man. It's
0: interesting. I guess they think you're in the have you're you, in the market you, for a home. Have, and you the, have you watched The Handmaid's Tale? Uh, no.
1: Okay. But we we see these book the nine nine anyways, but which which you have, which you have watched. By uh, the way, so yeah,
0: we're we're going through that every night. We just
1: finished the last episode. I didn't. I'm really seen all of them. I, Same well, here. We watched yeah. a lot. Of Brittany them. watches them,
0: and I'm just kind of. I see the ones I see tentatively there. Yes, I quite. Uh, did you finish the last season? No, we're. Okay. I think we're on the last season though, so we're we're about to be through it. The episode we watched last night was. Uh, the Halloween heist where he proposes to Amy. I'm assuming that's the last season. I don't even really know. Sounds like it could be. Jason Manzoukas <laughs> has been a guest star and I love me some Jason Manzoukas from how did this get made? So anytime he pops up, which he pops up on a lot of shows cause that's just that Tim and he's just like, you know, a little comedy actor. That sounds bad. He's hilarious, but he was especially funny on the show because he just got to fly that crazy flag as high as he could. All we're saying is, if you uh, if you've never watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine, shame on you because it almost got canceled. You should go watch it on Hulu. And now it's going to no, be back on it. You didn't watch it before it almost got canceled. I watched the first season. Okay. That's even worse. That was enough. People, people, the They thought you weren't interested anymore, so they were like, well... I have a really hard time with with 30-minute comedies now. I don't know what, why. I, I don't... Have you watch The Good Place? Mm-hmm. You should watch The Good Place. I just feel Speaking like... Speaking of good old Michael Shore. Nothing is ever going to speak to me like The Office did. It's true. And so it's hard, to, you know? it's hard to give my heart to another. You don't have to give your heart to it. But that's... You heard me earlier... Talk about the despair I felt at the realization that that Han and Leia failed and were doomed. And you're saying you're not expecting me to do that with any, you know, entertaining medium that I give my eyes upon. You could just, you could just watch it, enjoy it. No. Invest. No. <laughs> you want
1: to, you know... I not have to get divorced. From well, then the what's office? the point? <laughs> I mean, you could watch, you know, the first X number of seasons of The Office just over and over again. I'll, it's something that happens for us. I could.
0: <laughs> hey, The Office ended in season seven. Season can we just all agree on that?
1: I, I can agree on that. D'Angelo would obviously disagree. Well, so would Robert California, but.
0: Gosh, you just said three words that (laughs) made my stomach turn.
1: Thanks for that,
2: Philip. Thanks a lot.